Welcome to Speak On It with Who You With, Kurt Dog. I'm M, Who You With, Kurt Dog. I want to welcome everyone to the show. It's Thursday night. Welcome everyone on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. DLive is always in the house. And also um, Anchor.fm. You can always go to Anchor.fm, catch the replays of the show, any show you want to listen to. And then you can also subscribe to the show. Uh, a low fee of two ninety nine per month. Uh, that's cheaper than a cup of coffee. So uh, definitely go ahead and subscribe to the show. Support the show like that. Y'all know what time it is. It's Thursday night. My girl is in the in the back, way back over in the back room, uh, uh, waiting for me to bring her on. But we're gonna have some history with Miss Risky. Then we also gonna. Oh, tongue getting tied up. We're going to talk about uh, Biden gene and also uh, uh, Biden. We're going to hit on Biden and probably a couple of more stories. We don't know. But you know how we do. It's Thursday night. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Risky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be killing me. <laughs> I-, I, thought I thought we was on an episode of What's Happening. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Um, how how you doing today? How was your week? I don't know. Like, it's like the end of the year. Like, I don't even remember spring. Time is flying. Time is flying, and I'm like, ooh. But well, that's a good thing. Go with the notes that the, uh, that one uh, place gave me uh, or instructed me on uh, some studio in London or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, it makes sense. So we're working on that, you know, within reason. Because I do like the original, but I do understand, like, at least the beginning parts, you know. Like they need to understand who the character is initially. So. Boy, get you'll get it right. You'll get it right. And uh that's all right. You do your update, then you get that twenty five million dollar buyout. Yeah, I don't think anything uh, unless it's a blockbuster Medicaid or Marvel Day doing all that. Hey. It's it's October. Uh Halloween time. Well no, they don't yeah, I mean, I that much. Stories, but, you know, everybody's looking, you know, to convert. Well, I should convert clothes. So we'll see, you know, some stuff I did when I was a teenager. I still kept them. They're quite interesting. I, I like, always wanted to revamp those and make them more modern. <laughs> <laughs> you can always bring them back up. No, I'm, I'm looking to the west and I see a lot of lightning. So I'm like yeah. I'm like, all right, one of those nights. Um yeah, we haven't got anything yet. Well it's not raining. We got some rain a couple of days ago, but it didn't do I much. Yeah, I know when I made it home, um uh the wind kind of picked up. 
which the wind was blowing north when I got home, but when it picked up, it started blowing south. I'm like, okay, but I know. It was by the it was by the uh, car wash. <laughs> it was blowing toward the car wash. <laughs> Hey, I feel you on that. Um, so I'm glad that you are continue to work on your on your strip, and uh, I'm behind schedule. Um, I need to find some time to start back writing the second book, and also continue to try to get this first one published. So hopefully, um, be able to get us some lead on that and go the right way. Let us do some big things. Um, yeah, I put my supernatural story on hold because <laughs> just not in the right mindset for that. And and I understand what they mean about writer's block because you can you have to be focused to do it. Yeah, but you know this is a different genre for me. So, like my other stories, I think I can knock those out, but I don't want it to be the same type of story that I just put out. I want there to be some separation, and then I'll go into that one. Welcome to the show, Chucker R. Uh, on Twitch. Said, brother, keep putting your head down and continue to work. Progress will come with it, and success shall follow. Hey, I appreciate that encouragement. Hey, I believe everything you just said. We got to keep on, got to keep on working toward it, and it will work. I'm just... All these distractions, like... Project. Very ambitious. Oh, that looked good. You painted good, and you was in between the lines. This is what I'm going to oh, oh, I thought you had already painted it. My bad. I So since you brought since you brought up Michael Myers, um, did you see the video where this child loved Michael Myers? Oh yeah, the birthday. Yeah, would you? Let's see if we can do do it. Do the. Yeah. <laughs> Not nice to play. 
you probably call call me call me tomorrow talking about talking about look i didn't get no fleet no last night it's all your fault i drank the by et <laughs> Okay. And one of the mental health clinicians, he said his daughter had nightmares after watching it. And he figured it was because when children watch movies as a, you know, that have adults as leads, it's fantasy. Because, you know, you're a kid. You can't relate to adults. It's all fantasy. But here's this movie with kids that you can relate to, and you're on that same blank, you know, with yeah. energy, like that. and you're in it. And it's not fantasy because you're children. <laughs> Gonna be our year. Listen, that's what I, uh, we thought 2021 was, but like I saw on a post, uh, they wrote it down, it was 2020 actually won. <laughs> <laughs> 2020 actually won. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I do have history. It's short.
to a production of Richard III stage by John A. Arnold uh, a Theater Troupe. Uh, let's see. She also performed at Boston's Music Hall with an audience of 5,000 in 1887. Eventually, she would go on to uh, meet and marry David Richard Jones. It's the name Jones, um, who would act as her ma- uh, manager early in her career. But early in her career. Uh, let's see, April 5th, 1888, she made her singing debut in New York City at Steinway Hall, uh, in which uh, during a performance at Wallet Theater in New York, uh, Jones came to the attention of Adelina Patty, uh, Adelina Patty's manager, who recommended that Jones tour the West Indies with the Fisk Jubilee Singers. Her rich, powerful soprano voice led one critic to dub her the Black Patty after Adelina Patty, uh, who was the foremost opera diva of the day. And of course, Jones did that. In February 1892, Jones performed at the White House for President Benjamin Harrison, and she, which uh, I think she eventually uh, sang for four consecutive presidents during that time. Harrison, Grover Cleveland, William Kennedy, and Theodore Roosevelt. Um, she also sang uh, the, for the British royal family as well. Now, for three of her house performances, Jones had to enter the building through the back. She was finally allowed to enter through the front door for the Roosevelt performance. Until 1896, Jones sang in concert, opera, and vaudeville halls in either solo recitals or with a group such as Patrick Gilmore's band. Um, she also appeared at the Grand African Jubilee at Madison Square Garden in 1892 uh, uh, when she sang for Benjamin Harris at the White House the year, and that's a year. Um, she appeared at the World Columbian Explosion in Chicago in 1883. And her tours took her throughout uh, Canada, England, and the continental Europe area. Um, she included much spiritual, spiritual and ballot materials in her repertoire. Um, but she preferred selections from grand and light operas. From 1896 to 1916, uh, she toured in Baldwin, like I stated before, and uh, a troupe. And at this point, she's touring with a troupe called the Black Patty Troubadours, which was a motley group uh, whose performances include black bass minstrel uh, songs and coon songs um, that feature acrobats and comedians. Madame Jones, which is what she preferred to be known as, uh, restricted herself to operatic selections, which over the years grew to include costumes and scenery. Like her own opera, she, you know, because that's the life she would like, you know, she submerged herself into. Um, she preferred mostly uh, for white audiences who saw her as an oddity. Uh, she was nonetheless widely opposed. Uh, 
the premier African-American singer of her time. She was also <laughs> the highest African-American performer of her time and remained the star of the famous Troubadours for around two decades while they toured each season and established their popularities in you know, principal cities in the United States and Canada. The reviews um, provided Joan with the comfortable income reportedly in excess of $20,000 a year. Now, with inflation, you know, at this time would be considered $600,000 today. So she was living very well. Mm. Uh, she led uh, the company with a reassurance 40-week season that would give her sustainability or sustainable income, guaranteed lodging, and as well for, uh, for uh, also given a uh, stylish Pullman car. And the ability to sing opera and operetta excerpts in the final section of the show. After the breakup of the uh, Black Patty Troubadours in 1916, she lived in obscurity until her death in June 24, 1933. In 1963, I'm sorry, in 1967, a book um, titled Black Magic by Milton Metzer and Langston Hughes described her as a stunning woman with a beautiful voice. Jones was also written about in Olio, which is a book of poetry written by Tilhemba Jess that was released in 2016. That book actually won a Pulitzer Prize for poetry in, in 2017. Um, as a, let's see, 2003, several dresses from her early stage career were maintained by the Rhode Island Heritage Society. Um, in 2013, um, the Rhode Island Black Heritage Society was seeking funds to restore one of her uh, dresses that she wore in 1890. Uh, it was a yellow silk dress that was embroidered uh, and deteriorated. Um, her restored Wedding gown at the time was on display at the John Brown House Museum in Providence. And then, let's see, it's 2012, a biography of Jones by Maureen Lee titled Ciceretta Jones, The Greatest Singer of Her Race, was published. And the research for the book was partly based on a scrapbook of Jones, which was displayed at Howard University. At the same time, a plaque honoring Jones was erected near the location of her home in East Side of Providence. Um, 2013, she was inducted into the Rhode Island Music Hall of Fame. 1820, uh, the New York Times published a belated obituary for her. And uh, let's see, and before her death in 2019, the great American soprano Jesse Newman was in the planning stages for uh, a trip, a multimedia tribute to her, uh, call her by her name. And so she was very well respected and, you know, uh, uh, very well respected soprano uh, on both sides. Uh, she entertained uh, for years and lived very well <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. for her time. 
But that's definitely some good history. I was reading up on her also while you was uh, while you was talking. Um, she was she did get married. I don't know if you mentioned it. Uh, yes, got married at the age of fourteen, and um, but she ended up getting divorced because her uh, husband had a gambling problem. So. Um, and it's some, yeah, exactly. And then she basically stopped performing when her mother got sick. And unfortunately, even though she was the highest paid, um, uh, black artist at the time during that time she still died in poverty broke um which is uh unfortunately but i wonder whatever happened to her kids did you read anything about it because she had two adopted kids Yeah. Um, but if you're interested, like I said, there were some books, you know, written um, about her. Um, I'm sure there are more details in those writings. Yeah, because I seen where she had, and I don't know if you hit on it. She just not too long ago they put a headstone on her grave in 2018. It's probably the same time they did that. Uh, the obituary. I'm trying to I'm trying to see it, it probably is but that's some that's some good information I never heard of I wonder if uh, if we could find some of her old music or not um I mean I'm sure there is I mean they have bird operas and monk music so like if she was one of the greatest sopranos I mean I'm sure they did yeah, I would definitely love to uh Find out if we can, um, if I can pull up some whole music. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was thinking that too. I like it probably on YouTube. May even have a video. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so that's interesting. Thank you for always bringing um, bringing that history because I've never heard of her. Never heard of her. Like the only black opera singer I remember hearing about is was it Marian Anderson who sang on the steps of the White House or something? Yeah. Like she was an opera singer. Well, we learned that in history classes. Yeah. So it'd be interesting. Like maybe I should do something on her. See if maybe she references her. <laughs> she may like I, I thought she was it. <laughs> and then I found like somebody posted this story and I was like really okay then uh, Miss Norman which is uh, another great opera singer who died in 2019 I'm like man that, that's some good history 
It's history all around us. We've been history making for years. Um, but thank you for for doing the research on uh, on the history stories. And 